Welcome to the fourth episode of the First Time Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Lucas Quick, joined by my pal Rick and Patel. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore R-I-K underscore I-N and at lucas.quick with two Ks. We recently put out an invitation to become another guest speaker on the podcast. So if you're interested, you can check that out on Instagram. So let's talk about our fantasy teams, Lucas, and how they're doing. So I actually lost again. My record's 2-2. I lost for the second time by just one point, and it feels really, really bad after all the hard work I put into my team. But other people in my league also lost, and I got a question from It's Smith Season about why their team is doing bad. So their quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Their running backs are um, Swift, Cook. Their wide receivers are Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, and then their flex is Cooper Cup, a very solid team. However, last week, most of their players underperformed, specifically Mike Williams and Cooper Cup, who were supposed to do well as top wide receivers in previous weeks. They didn't perform. They were both busts that week, and his team overall uh, scored just 88 points. Um, I'd recommend following matchups more and looking at which defenses they're playing against um, I would continue to start some of those players, however, because every team is eventually going to have down weeks. So just don't stress too much about it. Continue starting your good players. Maybe uh, pick, switch out your bench players, pick up some players that have really good matchups that have potential and switch them in for players on your starting lineup that may have very, very hard matchups. Yeah, it was really unfortunate for Smith season two because that's a, like, you can't ask, honestly, for more of a consistent lineup because he had a great running back duo in Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift, but it was just unfortunate. The Browns have a phenomenal defense, so they were able to shut down Dalvin Cook in that entire Vikings offense, so they weren't really able to produce at all. And DeAndre Hopkins, he's been dealing with an injury the last two weeks, and of course, going up against Jalen Ramsey, it was more than just a tough task to go up against Ramsey. Um, Mike Williams, I mean, I don't think the Raiders defense is that like excruciating to play against. I just think it was just one of those downfall weeks after having a phenomenal performance against the Chiefs. But I think he'll be completely fine bouncing back. The only concerns maybe Kyle Pitts, because as a rookie, I've never seen a rookie tight end like blow up on their first season. It usually takes tight ends a few years until they get to that point. But otherwise, I think it'll be completely fine and they should be dominant throughout the season. Yeah, so for Kyle Pitts for It's Smith Season's tight end, I'd recommend picking up a tight end for their bench and probably starting that tight end during tough matchups. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Another question that we received was whether someone should trade away Swift and Allen Robinson for Tyler Boyd and Nick Chubb. So I would do that trade and get Nick Chubb because I think Although he may have had like average weeks, I think he has a lot of potential in the future because of the sheer volume and his talent uh, on a really good Browns offensive line. Um, I think Allen Robinson, maybe like Allen Robinson has been, has been like one of the biggest bust wide receivers this season so far. I think he could probably bounce back later in the season because the only way to go from here is up, to be honest. But I think. It's worth trading away Swift at sort of a high and like getting rid of Allen Robinson because for the time that it takes for Allen Robinson to rebound, your team will continue to lose. Yeah, absolutely. And Nick Chubb has such a high ceiling compared to both Allen Robinson and DeAndre Swift. And I understand that DeAndre Swift has been really well lately to start off the season. 
But Tyler Boyd has really put himself as a very consistent wide receiver, especially with T. Higgins out. So who knows how much longer T. Higgins will be out for. He's questionable this week against the Packers. But Allen Robinson, there's a lot of question marks on that Bears offense overall. With Justin Fields not being their starter, we don't know who Fields is going to connect with the most. I mean, Darnell Mooney is still that option there. He had an amazing week last week, Darnell Mooney. So I just think it's a time and process for Allen Robinson. I don't think he'll be this bad for the rest of the season. I just think once that Bears offense knows who they are with Justin Fields, I think he'll be a solid wide receiver too for the rest of the season. Yeah, so waiver wire pickups, um, Bears running back Damian Williams. I actually remember picking up Damian Williams a couple years ago when, a long time ago, when Kareem Hunt was suspended and Spencer Ware got injured, which was the second uh, Chiefs running back, backup running back. And Damian Williams was started right after that during close to playoffs or during playoffs. And I remember uh, picking him up during uh, our fantasy championship, that league. And I remember winning with Damian Williams on my lineup because he just performed so well with the volume. I think he has potential as long as Damian Williams gets volume. And now that David Montgomery is out from an injury, I think he has that potential. So um, every league should probably have a team or every 10 person league should probably have a team with him on their benches. Um, for Bengals, the Bengals tight end, uh, CJ Uzoma. Nobody's really heard of him until now. I think he did really, really well with five catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns on Thursday night. It was an unexpected performance, but he did take advantage of the Higgins injury and got more targets from Burrow. Um, other Two other players that took advantage were Tyler Boyd, who got nine catches for 118 yards, his best performance this season so far, and Jamar Chase, who may have had a down week compared to his previous weeks, but still caught six passes for 77 yards, which was decent in PPR leagues. I think that with the Higgins injury, a lot of the Bengals' offensive options should be started because Burrow will be able to distribute the ball to more uh, more of them. Um, yeah. Um. One, one player I'm interested in looking into is Samaje Purine. He's the backup running back of Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon's currently under a week-to-week injury. So Samaje Purine might be the starting running back against the Packers this week. Now, I don't know how confident to feel about Purine because I've only had him once. And that was in his rookie season with the who are now Washington football team. But with the Redskins, I remember... I forgot who their starting running back was, but he came down with an injury and I was able to stream him off waiver. And his production level was a lot lower than people anticipated. But the Cincinnati Bengals are a very high rushing offense. Like we see Joe Mixon getting out these 20 to 23 carries each game so far to start the season. I don't think Piron is going to get 23 carries because I don't know how reliable he is in that position. But I do think he's definitely a player to stock up on, especially if you're a Joe Mixon owner. You should definitely handcuff Joe Mixon. And, I mean, this was a big option for waiver wire last week, and now he's even a bigger option this week, and that is tight end Dawson Knox from the Bills. He has been a Reds a monster lately. He had five catches, 37 yards, and two touchdowns last week. If he has that ability to beat Josh Allen's one of his favorite Reds on targets, he should definitely be a player that you should stream out for this waiver wire. Yeah, let's talk talk more about Perrine. So, I remember that when Mixon was injured last season, Giovanni Bernard, who is now released right now, but he was on the Bengals as their backup running back. He didn't get as many touches as Mixon did because of his, um, he's not as talented as Mixon. 
So I don't, I, I believe that everyone should try to pick up Perrine, but don't start him yet because he, he has to prove himself before you yeah. get him into your starting lineup because the Bengals may just switch to completely being a pass heavy offense and just not give him enough carries. Yeah, we know Burrow can definitely live up to that expectation. He's been absolutely phenomenal this season and he's possibly in the MVP talk. So I don't know, Perrine has a very low floor for me and everyone else should have an expectation of a low floor just right now. But if he proves to play fairly well and gets a heavy workload against the Packers, and if Joe Mixon's out again next week, then maybe he's a player that you could look into starting in your flex position. Yeah, so how about Kenneth Gainwell? So Kenneth Gainwell, I'm an Eagles fan. Um, the Eagles have not really been able to run the ball, and they've chosen not to. We've been one of the more pass-heavy offenses of the league. But the reason why I like Kenneth Gainwell is that he was phenomenal in the, pa the pass-catching offense last week. Um, he had about like six catches, I think. So he had a great role last week against the Chiefs, and I think he can live toward that role. He reminds me of Darren Sproles a little bit where we use him in the special teams and a little bit in that passing game. And Miles Sanders hasn't really gotten enough workload, and Kenneth Gainwell seems to slowly be chipping away from Miles Sanders' workload. So if you're a Miles Sanders owner, obviously you should handcuff Kenneth Gainwell immediately because I think Gainwell will have a great pass-backing play for the rest of the season. Um, Tyler Heineke? Oh, yeah. So for Tyler Heineke... He's been a very underrated fantasy player lately. Ever since he's been in that starting role, he's getting at least 20 points a game. He went, he was super clutch against the Falcons last week. I think that Taylor Heineke can be a reliable starting quarterback, which is crazy to say. He's not the most talented quarterback in the league, but so far we've seen that he could give you those 20 points a game production. He's going finishing as a top 15 quarterback lately, going up against the Saints. It's a little bit of a tougher task because the Saints do have a good defense. But I do think you should stream Tyler Heineke as a backup quarterback just for now. But maybe as the season progresses before Fitzpatrick comes back, you could put him in as your starting quarterback. So for stardom, sit him. I know we just talked about waiver wire pickups, but whether you should start them in your starting lineup. Um, I think you should start Jacoby Myers. Want to take this away, Lucas? Yeah, so Jacoby Myers is playing at a really tough Texan secondary who haven't really shown that they could – prove themselves to stop the players in the past. Um, Myers has also been that number one guy, leading all New England's receivers and targets. I also like um, Damien Harris as well this week. Um, he's played two tough defenses against the Saints and the Buccaneers and going up against, again, a struggling Texans defense. I definitely think he could pop out this season. I mean, not this season, this week. Um, he's also being incorporated in that passing game a lot. I think he had seven targets last week ever since James White has been out for the season. So I'll definitely start those two guys. And Jacoby Myers, I think this is his third season in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. He has not caught a touchdown kind of pass yet. He's thrown two touchdown passes, but he's never caught one. So they should they have to give him red zone touches. Like He cannot be, have this long of a drought to not get a touchdown in three seasons. Um, I also like Calvin Ridley. His production hasn't been the production that we thought he would be. Some people expect him to be a top five wide receiver, but he is still top five in the NFL for target share. Just Matt Ryan hasn't really been able to stretch the ball. He's only had one 20 yard pass this season, and that was to Cordell Patterson last week. Um, he's playing against a Jets defense who hasn't been half bad, but really can finally turn into that top five receiver. I think if you want him to blow up, it is this week. 
And if he doesn't do well this week, then that's when the level of concern should lead on. But he's getting double-digit targets. And if he could just score in the red zone, he could definitely be a top-five receiver this week. I really like LaVisca Chanel and Marvin Jones and the Jaguars wide receivers. Um, I really like their current position in the Jaguars offense after DJ Chark was ruled out for the rest of the season because they'll both be getting more targets. Um, Chenault showed he can be a really great player um, to slide into your flex position last Thursday's game when he finished with six receptions and 99 yards against the Bengals defense. Bengals defense hasn't been doing this bad that bad this season, so I think it's a pretty great accomplishment. Uh, Marvin Jones was targeted frequently up to that game by rookie quarterback Lawrence um, because he's a safe bet as a veteran wide receiver that Lawrence could rely on. Um, last week, I think Chenault stole the show, but in the future, uh, Jones should also be receiving more targets and getting more yards. Um, now that they're both the clear top wide receivers in the Jaguars offense, and they're facing a horrific Titans defense this week, I think both can definitely be started and have good performances at the same time this week. Now in the sim column, as much as I hate to say it, because I am an Antonio Gibson owner, but he shouldn't be expected to have a good performance this week as he's playing against, again, the Saints defense, which has been the second best rushing defense against the rush this season. Uh, I'm not saying the bench Gibson, because obviously if in your fantasy team, he's at least your running back two maybe your RB1 as well. Unless you have Damian Williams, maybe you could consider starting him over Gibson. But I think Gibson's a really, he's a touchdown dependent player this week. And another guy, this is a little bit of a stretch. And again, I'm not 100% confident on this, but Mike Williams might take a bit of a downfall these next few weeks. Um, after having four touchdowns in his first three games, um, Williams took a huge cut in targets and yards. He only had one catch for 11 yards against the Raiders. In which, I mean, I I don't know about me, but I thought Mike Williams would be completely fine in his position against the Raiders' defense. And it doesn't get any easier for Mike Williams this week. He faces off a really tough round secondary. Um, I can expect Williams, again, have maybe another downfall week. I think, he, again, he's touched on the pendant, and it's very unreliable for him to get five, like about six catches for seven yards and a touchdown. I can see him finishing off with at least three or four catches this week. So for Thursday night football matchup, Rams at Seahawks. So I have the Rams winning against the Seahawks for Thursday night football, simply because the Seahawks looked awful uh, last game in their first half against the Niners. They weren't really able to get anything going. And like they had, I don't know, like either no yards or negative yards for the first few drives. Um, since they looked really awful, I think like this week, they probably can do okay against the Rams. So I think the Rams defense is definitely better than the Niners defense right now. So I, I'm really afraid for the Seahawks right now going into this game against the Rams. The Rams, um, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have both been red hot this season. I think their offense is a really, really good offense that could dominate against the Seahawks defense. And I also think that um, the, the Rams defense is still okay and that they can do well with Jalen Ramsey um, going against lining up either against DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm still a little torn between this game piece. I'm not losing faith on the Seahawks yet, but they're really going to have to score a lot of points in order to keep themselves in this game. So right now I do like the Rams because I do think they're a much better team than the Seahawks. But Russell Wilson, who knows, he could maybe play that MVP level that we've seen him play before in clutch situations. And I mean, they're in Seattle. I mean, 
anytime you head down to Seattle as a road team, you're in for a tough match. So I do think the Seahawks will keep it close, but I do think the Rams will be able to cover two and a half point spread. Uh, Matthew Stafford looks like a clear favorite to be in the MVP contending position right now. Um, and that Rams defense has been pretty good, and they're looking to bounce back after a tough blowout loss against the Cardinals, which was uh, quite unexpected, to say the least. So I do think the Rams are the better team, and I do think they'll be victorious this week. So other Sunday matchups. So we start strong, and we have we do have a hell of a treat on Sunday Night Football. We have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills head down to Kansas City to play against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And both offenses looked red hot last week. And, I mean, the Chiefs, they put up over 40 points against the Eagles. Tyreek Hill had a blow-up match against uh, the Eagles secondary, which was very painful to watch, to not say the least. But, it, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a good thing uh, to know as a Tyreek Hill owner after having uh, a struggling week against the Chargers and the Ravens as well. And the Bills, the Bills look like the best team in the NFL right now on their offense. They've been able to uh, give the ball to Cole Beasley now and Emmanuel Sanders. And, I mean, they did, they did play the Texans. But I do think this is going to be a really good matchup. It should be high scoring. Um, I think that Josh Allen will finish as a top five quarterback. I think Diggs and Terry Kill will finish top five as well. This should be an amazing matchup. Um, another game I'm actually interested in as well is the Cleveland Brown against the Los Angeles Chargers. And the thing that I'm interested about this game is that both teams are three and one right now, but the Browns are more about their defense. Their defense has looked elite. They they're arguably arguably a top five or not even the best defense in the league right now. And on the Chargers, on the other hand, their offense has been sharp. Justin Herbert looks amazing. He's still being as consistent as he was in his rookie campaign. So this is a very interesting game to watch. Um, for fantasy purposes, I would start Nick Chubb because that Chargers rushing defense doesn't look that good. But for the Chargers, however, it might be a little bit of a stretch to start Justin Herbert. I mean, if there's one week where he has a downfall week, this would most likely be the week for him. And uh, last but not least, as an NC East matchup, uh, you've got the New York Giants where Daniel Jones, he's top five in passing yards right now in the NFL, which is very unexpected. They came off a huge win against the New Orleans Saints coming off a win in overtime, and they faced off the Cowboys, and the Cowboys just look really good right now. They did, they played amazing against the Panthers, who were 3-0 coming in that week, and their, their defense was expected to maybe put a stop to Dak Prescott. They were able to shut all that down. They put up 36 points against the Panthers. Um, I think the Cowboys will be the more dominant team this week, but I do think Daniel Jones could be a starting quarterback this week. As he as he overperformed and exceeded our expectations last week, I do think he could do it again this week. Saquon Barkley is not going back to his normal Saquon Barkley as we knew of a few years back. And same with Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott put amazing last week, and I did not expect that. I thought Tony Pollard might possibly take away his carries as the season progresses, but I was wrong. Pollard is still having a role in that offense, but Zeke looks like the lead guy as well. Um, I think this will be a very interesting game. It's a rivalry game, and Dak Prescott's going to want his revenge because he broke his ankle in the same position against the Giants last week, I mean, last season. And it's also it's a little weird, though. It's the same week that Dak Prescott broke his ankle. 
and they play at home and they play the Giants and they play at the exact same time. So hopefully that doesn't lead to something bad happening again this week. But it is a little weird and it does creep me out. I mean, it feels like deja vu. It does feel like deja vu. And it is, we're heading to spooky season. This might be a little bit of a spook if you're a Cowboys fan. I'm not going to lie. But it, it will be an interesting matchup to look into. Yep. Um, remember, everyone, you can follow us on Instagram at the socials I've said before. Um, we recently put out an invitation. So if you want to be a guest speaker on this podcast, just fill out the form on our Instagrams. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Go Birds.